Before we get into today's episode of the podcast, a quick note that today's episode is brought to you by 2Before. 2Before is a product that I've been using for many months now. It is one of my go-to pre-run rituals that I take before my run, and it is something that has significantly contributed to my performance within my runs and workouts and overall just made me feel better. If you've never heard of 2Before before, it is blackcurrants, which are antioxidant berries grown in New Zealand, and studies have shown that consuming them regularly improves endurance by increasing blood flow and removing lactic acid. Blackcurrants also manage inflammation and kickstart muscle recovery, meaning you can hit the next training session feeling strong. Guys, it's used by professional running team Tin Man Elite, as well as teams in the NFL, NBA, and the NCAA, so it's tried and tested. You guys can get 30% off of 2Before with code the running effect 30 not only does this get you 30% off but also free shipping i've left a link to two before's website in the show notes so you guys can scroll down and hit that link or go directly to their website two before.com that's the number two before.com again 30% off with code the running effect 30 Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Running Effect podcast with Dominic Schleter. I'm your host, Dominic, and today on the podcast is Jane Hedegren. If you're not familiar with Jane, she will be a junior this upcoming fall. I guess we basically are in the fall, so she's a junior in high school. <laughs> and uh, this past spring, she ran 435 in the mile. She won the Brooks PR Invitational, as well as a few days later, she won the Nike Outdoor National two-mile title in a time of 9.54, if I'm not mistaken. She also won her state titles in the 800, 1600, and 3200 at the Class 5A Utah State Meet. Jane is absolutely on fire these days, so I knew I had to get her on the podcast, hear her story, and all of that fun stuff. And today's conversation was really delightful. It was fantastic to hear you know, Jane's upbringing in the sport and all the different things that have led her to this point of being one of the fastest runners in the country at such a young age. One quick note for you guys before we hop into today's episode. If you you've enjoyed any of our episodes in the past or if you enjoyed today's episode and you have not already done so i would greatly appreciate you giving us a follow a five-star review and sharing today's episode or any of the episodes that you've enjoyed with a friend or someone who you think will find benefit from it without further ado i hope you all enjoy my conversation with the one and only jane pedigren Jane Hedegren, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Dominic. First question for you right off the bat. Um, I don't know why I've been thinking about this recently, but I've been thinking about like the coolest states in the U.S. that I haven't visited, at least from like pictures and videos I've seen. Utah is definitely up there. So is Utah as cool as it looks? I would say so. It's so cool with just the different variety of you can go to one place in the state and it's totally different from the next. Um, and the things you can experience outdoors, it really is insane. And I'm so lucky to be able to live here. Is there a particular like favorite city that you visited? If I was like, I'm going to Utah and I can go to any city, what would be the city you recommend? Ooh, that is a good question. I think, um, honestly, Provo. Provo's amazing especially if you're going up some of the canyons in utah um it's it's awesome and the hikes you can go on it's insane and um and just some of the views and things it's really incredible from a running perspective 
it also seems like an incredible place with kind of what you just mentioned there and a lot of soft surface trails and, you know, mountains and great spots for hiking and whatnot. Is it as cool as it looks from a running perspective? I would say so. Yeah, I would say it's really cool. And we're super lucky to have some trails. We have the Provo River Trail that's really close to my high school. And that one's super awesome. You just are running right by the river for and it goes for a long, long time. Um, and it's very, very beautiful year round. So I feel like throughout the years, uh, in following the sport and watching NXN and Foot Locker, like Utah is always consistently up there with the best of the best, both from an individual level, but also from like a team level. I feel like American Fork has always been really dominant and some of the other teams are starting to to get to where they've been in the past. From your perspective of being a part of it, do you think there's a reason for the success that Utah's had or are you just like, eh, I don't know why we're successful? I think it's the community around it all um, and how people are just empowering each other and wanting to be great. American Fork does a really great job of that um, in the way that they just work super well as a team, at least of what I've seen. Um, and it's super fun, just the whole environment around it and how so many people around here love the sport. And you even, when I'm out driving or like going to school or things, I see people running on the roads and um, it's just really fun, the whole um, community out here. So outside of like high school running, which you're very actively involved with, obviously, is there a big running culture in the state of Utah? Like you kind of mentioned seeing people running on the side of the road on your way to school is like that a big deal for people to like, you know, it's just a part of culture. I would say the people I'm surrounded with and the people my family is friends with is, yes, absolutely. A lot of them um, are doing marathons or just training and are so invested in the sport, whether that's from um, road races and, and things or just even knowing about what's happening on the high school level and on the collegiate level as well and just knowing names. And so it's super fun. Um, and yeah, super cool too, because you can just learn from so many people. So we're wrapping up summer. It's like August 25th when we're recording this. When do you go back to school? Oh, I've actually been back to school for about a week. Now. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, we came back early. So that sounds painful. I do not miss high school. <laughs> do you like high yeah. school or no? Um, I think it's great. I think the people are great and... Um, it's really cool to learn about others and and just making friends and things. And I love the idea of learning, but sometimes sometimes it's too much. And sometimes, especially with the classes I'm taking this year, just holy, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a lot, but I do like school. But sometimes it feels a little bit like daycare and um, just having a place to be and maybe some busy work and things. But most of the time, I do love it. So now that you're actually in school, let's talk about this past summer. What was this past summer like? What were some highlights for you? And overall, how was your summer training? And is that something you really enjoy? Um, summer was great. I think the first couple of weeks I was just training for some of the upcoming races I had, such as Brooks and Nike. And so that was pretty fun, actually, just to lock down. I was kind of doing my own thing and because um, all the rest of my team had um, long been taking their break and had already even started cross-country practice and so that was fun that was just the first couple weeks and then after that after I got back from nationals that's when I was 
able to let loose a little bit more and um, not be so disciplined in the way of staying out a bit later, hanging out with friends. And um, it was super fun. And some of the highlights, I would say, is um, paddle boarding and hiking and just a lot of outdoor things um, along with friends. I really enjoy that and uh, made some good memories. So, What's that like when your team takes their break, they're training for cross country, and you're like, oh, I'm preparing to race the fastest mile I've ever raced, you know, this upcoming yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun because I was, yeah, they started um, high school practice for cross country on like June 5th, I think. Um, they had already all taken their break and things. And so um, it was just fun because I, I trained with the guys team and um, coming back, then they're able to do some of the recovery with me and things. And it was just fun because I knew I was in so much better shape than all of them <laughs> and, and just like at a totally different point in the season. And so, but it definitely was weird just because um, they're so moved on and, and we even had like a team goals meeting for cross country. I was like, that is so not my priority in thinking right now. Like I'm so focused on these track meets and then taking my break and they're just one step ahead of me in that process. But, but now that I, was able to get back and start building again. It was really fun and really just fun to see where everyone was at and how um, training had gone so far for that summer for them. From a perspective of training, is like the summertime your favorite time for training or is there another time of year like preparing for indoor or outdoor track that you enjoy more? Ooh, I think, I think track, I'm definitely a track girl and um, I love the build from in like December, January, getting ready for indoor. That is just really excites me a ton. Um, summer's great. It's very long though. And so it's kind of the chance I give myself to just keep it a little bit more chill and, um, and to maybe focus on having fun and getting super excited for cross in the way that I can just take a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, I really love the build in this last year. Um, this winter was so fun and I was just I was very committed to to my goals and to what I wanted to do that season just because I had had um, quite a bit of inconsistency um, following my 2022 cross season and so 2023 track um, when I was building up that was super exciting just because I was healthy and in a better spot. That's a hot take right there I'll say just because of the weather like I don't know. I feel like it's so sucky running through winter weather versus summer. Like even though it's hot and humid, like there's just something about training when you're not in school. I don't know. I feel like that's a hot take there, but we'll take it. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, the summer is nice for the weather, but but also for the winter, like we have a super nice indoor track right by where I live. It's the BYU indoor track and Honestly, like I love it and there's just been so many fun memories made there and workouts that have been there that it's just kind of precious to me. So you live close to the BYU campus then? Yes, I do. I live so close. I live like a half mile away. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's super close. So um, I didn't notice that when you said like Provo was like the, the best spot, but you were a little biased there when you said it. I didn't know that. <laughs> so in relation to BYU then like how often are you, yeah, using their facilities like indoor track or I feel like on Strava, I see all the time they do workouts on like that one grass loop of like the, I don't know, I'm assuming like soccer fields or something. So how often do you use some of their facilities? Yeah, like every week, honestly, 
Um, especially during the winter, I'm at the indoor track almost every day, um, especially if we don't have practice. And um, they just their gyms as well. They have a pool nearby. And so, yeah, I'm there almost every day. So it's super fun. And my brother's on the team as well. And so sometimes when we're doing workouts together, going and doing a lift together, um, we'll just meet up there and then go do it. So super awesome. Before talking about this upcoming season and just your future in general, I want to give some context to who you are sitting with me today. So let's run it way back in time. Can you take me through your start in the sport of running as well as your first impressions of it? Yeah, so my I started out with friends um, in elementary school. They were trying to get me to go out because they had tried out this track group and had really been loving it. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure, like, let's go give it a shot. And so I started there. And then once when I really started getting more committed and diving into it, um, that would have probably been like, honestly, freshman year, like it took me a bit um, just because running was so not um, something I, I don't know, I didn't even know if I would want to do it um, in college or anything. And so I would say freshman, sophomore years when I really started getting committed and locked into just how much I loved it. And it's been super cool because my dad has run, he ran collegiately and in high school as well. And so he's been able to share a lot of valuable lessons with me. And then also my brothers, um, I have two older brothers and they both did track and cross country. And so it's been really cool to see um, them and see some of the lessons they've been able to learn and some of the lessons they've been able to share with me. Can you speak more to that aspect of growing up in a family who's been heavily invested in the sport? And what have those different experiences like been in your own career where, you know, you're maybe going through something, whether it's an injury or a setback, or maybe your running's going super well, but being able to literally just like be like, hey, dad, you know, what was your experience with X, Y, or Z? Or like talking with one of your brothers about the experiences that you're going through that they probably went through as well. What's that been like? Yeah, it's seriously been so helpful. And um, I realize it's something that not a lot of people have, and I really am lucky when it comes to that. Um, and my dad, he shared this one story about the state 3200 from when he was a senior in high school with us probably about seven times. Like somehow he finds a way to relate it to absolutely everything that like any problem. But so that's funny. But then, um, yeah, it's just been really cool to see them grow as well. And and them to have gone through what I have already been going through and hit that before me. Um, and so then I'm able to bounce back quicker because I know some of the lessons that they've shared with me and things that have helped them get out of it. You mentioned your dad's success. Obviously, you weren't around back in the day to, to witness it. But with your brother, specifically the one you mentioned, who's now running for BYU, has it been cool to kind of be, you know, like in the backseat or like literally in the stands watching him accomplish some of his goals? Obviously, he gets to do the same with you. But has it been cool to kind of live through some of the success of your family? Yes, it's very, very exciting. And one of my favorite days ever is when it's my siblings race day and we can go cheer them on and just see how they do and see how they're feeling and um, just what point they're at in their season. And it's been really cool to see my brother. His name's Isaac. He's the one right older than me and he'll be, he'll be running for BYU um, because he just totally hit a 180 when it came to running because in the way that 
he was committed and he did love the sport, but he was, um, he also had a lot of other things um, he was focused on and, and maybe not so much running all the time in high school, at least some in the earlier years. But then um, just lately and recently, he's come back and just um, made so many changes in the way of his eating and sleeping and recovery and all of it, which has been a big inspiration to me because he really does everything in his power to set him up for success. Um, and so that's been really cool to see for me and a great example. You mentioned and kind of walked us through your start in the sport and how you got started within it. Can you take me through maybe a moment or experience that you went through that signaled to you that, hey, running isn't just something I participate in, but it's something that I could probably be really, really good in one day? I think I think it was a state um, mile from last year, 2022. Um, I'd come around with a 450 mile, which isn't the most impressive time I would say but but I just had felt so good I'd felt so strong and throughout that cross throughout that track season sorry it, it had just been building and my confidence had been building and um, I knew that this is something that I would want to pursue just because of how much love I had found from it and um, the love of making goals and just hitting that and accomplishing that and being able to build on that success um, and so that was really cool. And that was um, a moment to remember just because of how fun that race was and how good I was feeling. Bringing us up to speed this past track season, if I'm not mistaken, you won the 800, 1600 and 3200 uh, state titles. Take me through that that whole state experience and winning three titles in one weekend. Yeah, it was so exciting. And I think um, the big thing about it that was so exciting is I was doing it um, for someone else. I was doing it for my team. My team's awesome, and we actually ended up winning that weekend. We got the um, team title, and so it was really cool and um, to apply race strategy to some of these races because obviously if I'm going to be racing four events or three events or whatever it be, and be going in all-out effort, the chances of me winning or feeling good in all those events goes way down. And so um, it was cool. And we ended up hitting maybe a bit more of conservative times, but it was just um, with the goal in mind of points. And so that was a really fun experience um, to have and to be able to do that for my team. How crucial has it been within your career for these big meets or experiences to run for something bigger than yourself, whether it's your team, as you mentioned, or God or a family member or whatever it might be. I feel like in my experience of talking to individuals on the podcast, they run their best when they're not running for themselves and they're running for something higher than themselves. So can you speak to that aspect within your own career? Yeah, I think that can be a very important aspect, especially um, for longevity in the sport and just loving it and also even avoiding burnout. Um, I texted Taylor Otensky actually the other day. She's running for BYU, but just like asking her how she's feeling for cross. And something she shared with me that um, stuck out was that she's doing it for her teammates. And um, she's in a, a phenomenal track and cross country athlete, but I think she does love track a little bit more. And so um, something that's getting her super excited for racing is her team and her teammates and being able to do that 
for them, which is very inspiring. And yeah, I think just having something bigger um, than yourself can be very, very helpful. And, um, and just even make it easier to run hard because in that workout, then you're realizing, hey, like this is for good cause and this is what I'm doing and this is my goals. And if it's aligned on something um, greater than yourself, that can be um, that can be a game changer. At the Brooks PR meet was like, I feel the first time that I really, really heard your name. And like, I follow the sport very closely, so I'm not sure why I just like missed your results at the Utah State meet. But when you ran 435 in the mile at Brooks, I was like, oh my gosh, like who is this girl? So do you feel like that was the same for a lot of people where that was like your almost coming out party on the national stage? If I'm not mistaken, that was like your first big national meet and experience. So do you feel like that was like your coming out party to be like, hey, this is who I am and I'm here to stay, you know? Definitely. That was a quick turnaround from last cross when I got 11th at NXR and I didn't even qualify. Um, and then being able to win two national championships later on that next spring and summer. And yeah, it was just super cool. Just um, the way that this season lined up and the consistency and the work put behind it. And it wasn't so much just this season, but I think um, past seasons and just the consistency and all around work that I'd put that it had really paid off this um, 2023 track season and so definitely that was where people were like who even is this girl like I'd never even seen her never heard of her and just the way that my coach had me build this past season was very smart and planned um, so in the way that maybe my earlier marks didn't look as impressive but we had a goal behind this this season and these races um, and when I would be peaking. And so it just worked out really nicely in the way that I was able to peak for these bigger meets and hit a taper and then come in feeling really good, really confident, full of belief in myself and just giving it my best shot because that's all I could ask for and um, controlling what I could control. And so it was really cool to be able to pull it together and actually come off as um, – as the Burks um, PR champion, which, yeah, it was just kind of mind-blowing, too. Can you take me through the race itself, whatever you remember from it? I know when some people are locked in and dialed in, the race happens, and they're like, I don't remember a second of it. But for as much as you remember, can you take me through those four laps and everything that transpired? Yeah, so the girls got out quick, um, and something I've been able to learn this season is to really stick on people and to cover moves because if you have a slow start, it's so much harder to work up and to get up there and get where you need to be. Um, and so they went out fast and I was like, okay, we're sticking to it and we're gonna, um, I don't mind how fast they go out, I wanna be up there as well. And so I think we came through our first lap in a 65 and a 67 when it, um, with the conversion because you're running a couple extra meters but but yeah I was feeling good and then 800 meter me 800 meters in I was like whoa like we haven't really slowed it down too much I think we came through 217 and so I was feeling really excited I was feeling good I had honestly the best placement I was right there behind Tatum and um, Carrie and so I was like okay just like stay relaxed stay focused and um, and then third lap went by quickly and then 
with one lap to go, I was like, okay, how am I going to get out of this? Because I was a little bit stuck just because um, kind of boxed in basically. And so um, with 200 meters to go, I had to get out, get around and then um, see what I could do from there. And I was actually able to at the end kind of weave through a little bit and then be able to take it, which was super, super cool. And it was just really cool to see like how my legs were feeling and how I was feeling really good. And, and that no one else knew that no one in the stands knew how good I was feeling and how I believed I could be able to even win this race and coming down the home stretch. It was just a crazy realization that I could win this and win this incredible meet with these amazing girls. How do you have belief in yourself when the validation really isn't there from the outside world? As we were just kind of talking about, like the majority of people didn't know who you were going into the meet. So how do you still maintain the confidence and belief that comes from within to be like, oh, I can still win it even if like people don't even know who I am or have already written me off? Yeah, I think that's a big reflection on my coach um, because um, I... I, this season, I did not do the best job of believing in myself, especially with some of the workouts she had given me, but she always was just so reassuring of like, no, I think you'll be able to surprise yourself. Like I actually really do believe in you and I think you got this. And so that's something that she does a great job of. And just the people that I've, I surround myself with and I'm lucky enough to have in my life. Um, they just do such a great job of empowering me, um, and to, and to not drag anything down or when I say goal, they're not like, oh, like, I don't know. Can you do that? That sounds pretty crazy. And things are like, no, Jane, like you can do that. And honestly, I think you could even go a little bit faster. And so, yeah, I think that's a big reflection on the people around me. We talked about the Brooks PR mile, but those who like followed the sport or just the experience of Brooks, Brooks is really an experience and much more than the race itself. What was the Brooks PR experience like for you and how cool was it to be flown out to Seattle and really like literally have a trip outside the four minutes and 35 seconds that you were serious? Yeah, it was incredible. Like truly, um, we landed and when we were getting our gear, I was like, there's no way, like no way. Cause that was my first time getting anything from any sort of a company or, or things. And I was like, no way, like we get this, we don't even have to pay for this. And some of the kids there, they were like, well, I bet they're sponsored or have NILs and things. So it's just a bit normal, more normal for them. But I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And and it was crazy because I was looking around and I knew some people that were there um, from Utah, but also just these big names that I've heard and I've seen videos of them and interviews and things. And it's like, this is so cool. And I think that trip overall was just so amazing. And um, it was so cool to meet the athletes and just to get closer with those girls. And then also as well, um, the race was incredible and it was so fun seeing everyone else race and seeing how they did. And yeah, just overall such a cool experience. And even like the boat cruise afterwards and just all the people there were incredible and it was so fun to meet everyone. A few days after Brooks, you ran at Nike Outdoor Nationals in the two mile where you ran 954. 
Um, I could be mistaken on this fact, but I think that's the eighth fastest time ever run. So take me through that experience and ultimately uh, closing out your season in that way and really having like the most remarkable week of your season of your life to close out your sophomore year. Yeah, that race was crazy. I was just kind of going into it because that was my second two mile of the whole year. I hadn't been training for the two miles much. Um, and so I was just really going for it. I didn't know what the time would be. I, I didn't know how I would feel. I wasn't, I wasn't experiencing the two mile at that point in the season. And so, um, I just went out for, I just stuck on the top girls and I was really lucky to have them pull us through at a fast enough pace to the point where I didn't need to separate and make moves myself. And so I really did just stick behind girls the whole entire race. And then 400 meters to go, I kicked it in. Um, but yeah, the two miles weird. Like, I don't, I don't know how people do it, to be honest. <laughs> like, I, it hurts so bad. And it was so funny because after the race, they had to like call medical on me um, just because I thought I was going to like faint. I was being so dramatic. But at the same time, I was like, what is happening to me? And then some of the other girls, the top finishers and the All-Americans, they were all just like staring at me like, what is happening to Jane? Like, anyways, it was just so funny. And then and then a, definitely a new experience. But that was a really cool race. And it was really cool to race in that stadium and then to race against those girls. Um, it, yeah, it was just a really fun night overall. How does your successful track season translate towards your mindset shifting around your future seasons, whether it's this upcoming cross country season or next track season, or, you know, the following cross country and track season, cause you'll have another one in high school. Like obviously the goals I'm sure. And the mindset is different as opposed to where it was a year ago, like a year ago, you were still kind of like getting your feet wet in the sport and just kind of understanding it and getting some training down. Whereas now like you're a legitimate contender to be like the best in the country. So can you kind of speak to how the successful track season is changing things moving forward or maybe not at all? I don't know. Um, I feel like there's definitely a lot of things that are changing, but also just kind of the same. And I'm hoping I can keep it kind of the same just in the way that um, I'm still showing up to practice with my team and training with my guys and things. And then, um, but yeah, definitely the goals have shifted a little bit and the expectations have shifted a little bit um, just in the way that um, we've kind of seen more what I'm capable of. And so there are a little bit of higher expectations between me and my coach. And hopefully we're keeping that at a healthy level. Um, and I think that's always something to be learning um, of how you can of how you can just keep it healthy and um, still keep having fun. And so that is changing that way. And then also just with pressure and things, I know that pressure is all external. And if you're looking for it, then you'll see it. But also that it can just be made up a little bit. And so um, I'm just trying to um, keep the pressure like as a healthy thing. And because pressure is really a privilege. And so I don't want it to get to get fed up in that and to um, change me. And then also, yeah, just keeping a healthy mindset mostly. And then I know how to work hard. And that's just something I genuinely love doing. And so that won't be changing. But um, yeah, just the main goals is to just have fun and do the things in my control and then empowering others along the way. 
this upcoming cross country season, what are some things you're looking to do? And even like beyond goals, what are some different experiences that you're looking forward to having? Obviously you've spoken to how much your team means to you and how much you enjoy practice and, and running with your friends and teammates. So outside of your goals for the season, what are some things you're looking forward to within it? I think cross country meets are super fun. Um, and one of my favorite parts is I'll have the girls over um, the night before the race and we'll do like cornrows or we'll do our nails and things just so we're showing up on race day as a team. And so that's something I'm really looking forward to is the memories that I'll be able to make with my team. And then also learning. I'm excited to keep learning and to keep messing up and to keep risking failure because I think that's very valuable especially at this point in my career when I'm in high school and I have that opportunity to make mistakes um, and to, to really make the most out of those mistakes and see where we can take that next step. And then I'm super excited as well to see what my brother is going to be able to accomplish and to see the BYU team just because I do know quite a few people on the team. Um, and it's just a really fun group of, um, of people. And so excited to keep cheering them on. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. I think it will be great. And when it comes to goals about rankings or placements, honestly, I haven't thought about that. And I'm not really planning on thinking about that because I think that's sometimes can, for me personally, can take away the fun of it. If I'm so focused on winning Nike Cross Nationals or some of these races. And so um, just having fun and keeping myself at a healthy state where I'll be able to set myself up for success in the future and being smart with success and um, the ways that I can um, improve and but still um, keeping the future in mind. I love that. I think that's a, a fantastic wise mindset to have. So keep at it. Um, one question I have in mind, obviously, you'll be going into your junior year of high school without again, like, you know, you don't have to state, oh, I want to run 420 in the mile. But like, what are some things you're hopeful to do by the end of your high school career? Just different things that you want to leave high school doing, whether it's even at a local level or at a national level, whatever it might be, just with your final two years of high school, being in the middle of your high school career, what are some things you're looking to accomplish with your future career in the sport? Um, I want to be a mentor to others. And I'm in this really cool position now where a couple people, a couple more people know my name and that comes with a few more followers and things. And so if I can um, empower others along the way and make it known that you can be here too. And, and there's so much room for success at the top, like so many different stories, so many different people. Um, and just help, if I can help others, I will feel great and that will be awesome. And then but then when it comes to my own running and things, um, I think just keeping healthy is my main priority and getting things, um, being proactive about hiccups and injuries and things. And because um, I feel like that can really take a hit on me, um, not only physically, but mentally. And um, so that will just keep me in a much better place if I'm on top of injuries and such. And then just having fun, honestly. And I'm really lucky to be surrounded with a great team and a great coach. Um, and so making those moments worth it and not taking it for granted. Of course, running 435 is absolutely incredible. But in most time periods, 
you know, running 435 would put you like far and away the best and you'd have like absolutely no competition. But in our day and age, uh, another incredible athlete who's been on the podcast before and a personal friend, Sadie Englehart, I think she's run, I don't know, I feel bad, Sadie, if you're listening, 433 maybe. Anyways, yeah, I know Caitlin Tui's, yeah, 1600. I know Caitlin Tui has, um, I think her mile record is like 431 or two. Again, I should probably have these facts before I state them. Basically, my question is, how cool is it to have other competition with you as you're you know, trying to achieve your best in the sport, whether it's 425 or you run 434 to close out your high school career, bottom line, to have people along with you to push you to your best and to see how far you can go rather than, of course, it'd be cool if you're winning every race by 100 meters, but it's a little different when you actually have people with you and pushing you to be your best. And I think we saw that maybe for the first time in full swing this past track season on the guys' side where four guys broke four minutes in the mile in the same race. And it's like, well, they all did it because they were all in shape to do it and with each other and pushed each other. So is that cool to be a part of where you have some other people who are right there with you? Yes, absolutely. It's amazing. And I think there's so much to learn from others, um, whether that be on the boys' side or the girls' side of things and or even pro athletes in collegiate. There's so much to learn from every single person just because everyone does have their own story and how they got there um, and the lessons they have learned. And then it's also amazing just to be able to celebrate them and with seeing that Sadie ran a 4.33 that was incredible. And I saw that. I was like, that's amazing. But I'm not surprised just because she's such, she's awesome. She is, um, it's been really cool to see the things she's been able to do and the work she's been able to put in for herself. And on the guy side of things, like I went to this camp, Nike Elite camp, um, like last month. And it was super cool to meet those athletes and to even learn from the guy side of things or they're all just have so much to so much knowledge that they have learned throughout their years. And um, it's super cool to learn from them and to celebrate them along the way. From a fan of the sport perspective, you mentioned following BYU more specifically because your brother is going to be running there and will be running there and also just being so close to the university. How excited are you to follow the sport this upcoming year, specifically with a sibling within it? Not only just competing in cross country in the high school scene and dominating on the national stage, but also being able to follow along with what the BYU team and just other teams in general do as a fan of the sport this fall. Yeah, it's amazing. Um the amount of things teams and these universities have been able to accomplish and work for um, is truly so amazing and um, so excited to see what they'll be able to do and um, the things just without the whole process um, throughout this whole season of the hard work and how it will pay off and the times and the placements that will be run um, and and yes with through the BYU team, uh, they have just been such good example to me. Um, and it's kind of funny because they have this thing where they have accountability partners with these goals that they make. And my brother Isaac, he was telling me, he's like, Davin Thompson was his accountability partner. And he's like, no one works as hard as Davin. Like, it's crazy. He does so much. Like, he's amazing, basically. And I'm like, Isaac. I, well, I don't know what Davin is doing, but I see what you're doing. And it's like, how can you even be saying that he's doing so much more and things? Because I see you and it's like, 
you are doing the most and um, in a great way out of love and out of working hard for their teammates and for themselves as well. But it's just, it's amazing to see them and the dedication and determination they have. Jane, one final question for you. You may be expecting it because you've listened to the podcast before. The question I ask every guest on every show, if you had Gordon Ramsay coming over to your house for dinner, what would you choose to make for him? Ooh, I love some of the responses people have had. And I think um, I'm a big fan of breakfast. And and after posts like long run, that's my favorite thing is going home and being able to make breakfast. And so I think I'd make him oatmeal because I love oatmeal and maybe like some waffles and eggs and things just like in a smoothie just a whole range of breakfast, Full breakfast buffet. Favorite foods. yes yeah <laughs> Jane it's been an absolute pleasure hearing your story learning from you and I can't wait to see your uh final two years which it sounds like such a long time but I know it'll be like gone before you know it so I'm very excited to see what you do in these upcoming years of high school so best of luck with all of that Thank you. And something I admire about you and your podcast is how you are telling the stories of these athletes and um, diving deeper and really seeing behind the whole story and behind the success. And so thank you so much for having me on. It's been such an honor. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I don't take your time for granted, so I hope that it brought you some wisdom and value that you can apply directly into your running and into your life. If you have not already done so, please consider giving us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And then something all of you guys can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with a friend or someone who you think will benefit from it. One more note, if you're not already following us on Instagram, consider doing so. My Instagram tag is at the running effect. I hope you're running and life is going well. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to listen to today's episode. I will catch you in two days when the next episode drops. Until then, happy running.